Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Yay! Hi, everybody. Clink over there, Molly. Clink from afar. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I am Liza. And I am Kimmy, and welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast. We are so lucky to be oh, joined. Cheers to you accidentally you, over here. Bonus we got an cheers. extra cheers. <laughs> um, we are so lucky to be joined by Molly Burke, who bonus cheers me. She's a YouTuber, a motivational speaker who happens to be blind, and we're also joined by Gallup. The uh, trusty guide dog <laughs> taking a He's nap here. down here at my feet. He seems so relaxed. I'd like to channel more of Gallup in my life. We're also so lucky to be sponsored today by Facebook Dating. Yes, thank you, Facebook Dating. If you haven't heard of Facebook Dating, it is a feature built in your Facebook app that makes it easier to find love through what you like, helping you start meaningful relationships through common interests, events, and groups. And yeah, this is the whole reason we're on video today. Thank you, Facebook. Yeah, it's fun. It's weird. I am, you know, I feel like we we had to put makeup on today, and that's a first for this podcast. But we're thrilled. If you're new, welcome. We started as a dating experiment where Kimmy went on a bunch of first dates. I'm not going to reveal anything. Go back to the beginning and listen. It was emotional and dramatic and great and fun. Um, And things happened. And now we're just in general talking about dating, talking about feelings podcast. But more importantly, we need to stop talking about ourselves and talk about Molly Burke, who we are so lucky to have here. Molly, we've given you a little heads up, but we always like to break the ice with our guests by asking about a worst first date. Do you have one? I have so many, unfortunately. That's (laughs) why I'm single. Um, But I think my my favorite, if I can have a favorite worst date story, happened this past summer. And honestly, like (laughs) where to begin? It all started with a dating app. Of course, how modern day love stories begin. (laughs) And... So I don't put that I'm blind in my dating profiles. I will put photos of me with my guide dog in harness. So it's kind of like if you put two and two together, good for you. But most guys don't. And so I don't write it in my bio. So usually like within conversation, I'll try to like drop it in smoothly. Like I'll be like, two truths and a lie. (laughs) Or like icebreaker. Tell me three fun facts about yourself. And then I'll be like, I'm allergic to licorice. Um, I have a brother that lives in Europe and I'm blind. So it's kind of like I just casually drop it in. So that's what I did with this guy. And it's like he just didn't register. Like, I don't know if he thought I was joking. I don't know if he like just didn't even care to read our conversation. And knowing him now, I, I bet that's what it was. He, like, cared more about what he was saying than what I was saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Men are not famous for their listening abilities. Yeah, I really it glossed right over it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, either he's, like, super cool with it to the point where he didn't even, like, have to respond to it or he doesn't know. So I frankly didn't want to go on this date. Okay, I need to admit something. This was me, like, breaking a non-dating spell. I had, like, not really been dating for, like, mm. a year and so I went on like four dates in two days. That's incredible. It was like a dating marathon. My mom was out of town. My assistant was staying with me and we were just like on the dating prowl. I feel like dating marathons are a little bit our brand. So I want to co-opt that phrase. So you <laughs> just, get it. We get it. Yes. I understand. It's good. But I this like... was date number four. So I was mm. kind of like exhausted by this. Fair. Point. Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. done that many in two days. Yeah. Not, You're yeah. like, I don't want to answer any more dumb questions. Well, I and I also had to get up like early the next morning for a flight. Mm. So I was like, do I really want to go on this date? And I should have listened to my gut. Ladies, always listen to your gut. <laughs> oh, my God. This yeah. was like all the dates have been like pretty decent. So I should have known I was up for a bad date, you know? Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out where to meet. And he suggested this wine bar. But this wine bar had two locations, one close to me and one like 45 minutes away. So I was hoping, given I had mentioned what area I live in, it was the one close to me. But of course, I want to confirm it's the one far away from me. This should have been me being like, no. And he wants me to like 9 p.m. Like, it's not even like he was like an early like I was like, oh, God, this is like already not great. He's already being like, you come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's especially annoying if you mentioned the area you live in. Exactly. Then I feel like it's like, it's not an accident. <laughs> you 
chose a place that wasn't convenient for me. Like, well, and the, and the one area was it's like it was in between both of us, and the other one was his area. And of course, he picks his area. I'm like, cool. That's so annoying. Really annoying. And so I had my assistant drop me off, parks the car outside, and she starts to guide me in. I have my guide dog Gallop with me. She's doing sighted guide, so I'm like holding her elbow. And she spots the guy. And this is what I do with a lot of first dates is like I'll either up front have somebody bring me in because I'm just not ashamed mm-hmm. or I'll like sneaky do it. Like my mom will sit on the other side of the Starbucks where we're meeting and she'll text me and be like, yeah, it's the guy from the photos. <laughs> like, we, you know, it's safety. Safety first. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So especially as a blind woman. So, yeah. yeah. So we we get there and he he's she's like, he's kind of giving you like as we're approaching. She's like, he's kind of giving you like this weird look. And I get there. I'm like, hey, it's well, you know, I'm blind. Right. I just instinctively knew he didn't. And he was yeah. like, ah, uh, no. And I was like, well, I told you. And he was like, I don't remember that. And I was like, well, we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my assistant walks away. Also, and already with the yellow flags of like bad location, not reading texts. <laughs> Like exactly. Honestly, I blame myself. I should have known. No, and because, run. No, this is no. the thing is like, who doesn't say weird stuff? On, I feel like if you ruled out everyone who, who had a like yellow flag, but <laughs> yellow flags meaning like eh, not a red flag, but getting there. Like I feel like every app conversation, there's going to be like one. This guy is immediately rude to the waiter. That's uh, a red flag. That's red. not yellow. That yeah. is that's bright red. red. That's I can't stand. There is no reason to ever be rude to the waiter unless like they're seriously dropping the ball or something. Yeah. But they like it was just like this nice older gentleman trying to be helpful. And guess what? He orders for me without asking what I wanted. Okay. I feel like. You think that's just in movies? It was real. No, that's. No, we have heard about this on Worst First Dates. It's like who in what like man academy were they taught that that was anything they should ever do? And also, how does anyone think a good first, first, first impression to make is being rude to another human? Like, exactly. How, how who, this, I'm always just like, who raised you? <laughs> you know, like, ugh. Yeah, it's very, it's a bizarre move, especially on a first date. I think that's where it gets real. I mean, it's always red flaggy, don't get me wrong, but. Well, he orders like an entire bottle of wine. So I was like, oh, we're going to be here a while. And he's uh. like, you'll like it. And I was like, you don't. I didn't even tell you if I like white or red. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why you think I'm going to like like your wine choice without even knowing what kind of wine I like. And then orders me French fries because I won't want to eat those. And I was like, okay, so you're ordering me French fries, presuming I want to eat. It's 9 p.m. I've already eaten my dinner, but fine, whatever. I'm Irish. I'm always willing to snack on a potato. <laughs> and um, finally, he just decides to order this pasta and he asks about the truffles. And he's like, well, how much is it? And the guy's like, you can do it in 30, 60, or $90 increments. And he goes, I'll go with the $90. I can afford it. Uh, and I was like, uh, what? Cool. And uh, he then starts to, as we're waiting for the wine and food to come over, he tells me, and keep in mind, you know, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. Mm. He is not. He goes, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you can be my first collaboration. You're like, I'm good. Wait, okay. So did he know you were a YouTuber at this point? He did. Too? Did he know prior to the date? He did. Okay. Okay. I want to, I have questions about that that we can get to when we talk mm-hmm. more about dating. But so really he annoying. knew that I'm like a relatively successful YouTuber and that that is my career and suggests that when he starts his brand new channel, I'll be honored enough to be his first collab. I was like, I don't think uh, I know how this works. He tried to compare like a two month long virus that was he was so tired because of this virus that he like couldn't go to the gym for two months. He compared it to me being blind. Ugh. Okay. So well, I this totally is just understand. A next I was level like, right now. I don't know that your like two month long virus that like stopped you from working out every day is the same as me going blind at 14, but thank you for trying to empathize with my situation. I hate and people. I know, right? <laughs> I and know he, that they're different. Like, you yeah. should have known that they're very different. Yeah. Oof. This is one of those dates where it's just like... Nothing good. Nothing good. And like, to this dude, it's not about you having money or not having money. Or it's like, the problem is the way you think those things are going to be valued by in other people. It's the deep insecurity, I think, that like, that's the part that 
making someone else feel bad on a first date is never a good look. And in this many ways, even if he didn't actually make you feel bad because you were strong and you could see through his whole act, I, I just think it's, I don't know, this happens all the time. And I'm like, how can you not get out of your own way? Well, I feel like just speaks to such a lack of confidence to like anytime. A, I just always feel like on first dates, if you're talking about yourself more than you're asking questions about the other person, it's annoying. Like, I just think it should veer towards like really try, like making the effort to get to Back know someone because you don't need to talk about yourself to decide if you like someone else. You know, it's like it's not that's not what it's for. Why well, I had would... a friend ask me, did you enjoy the date because you were on it or because he was on it? Mm. And that's like a really good rule to follow. I feel I like, like when that. you go on a date, like, did you enjoy it because you're fun <laughs> or did you enjoy it because the guy was fun? Totally. Um, And in this case, I didn't enjoy any part of it, even though I'm a hell of a good time. Mate. Maybe in his head, too. He, I, he maybe. OK, let's do like full benefit of the doubt. Again, I don't believe these things, but I'm doing a thought experiment like maybe he was intimidated to meet someone who clearly is like has a successful personal business who's like doing this cool thing that clearly he has an interest in whatever and was like no i'm gonna go in and show her that i'm cool and puff myself up even then like the need to do that means you don't love yourself guys i'm is are we on oprah <laughs> but it's like the need to do that is bad go get yourself to a therapist man. yeah i mean that is always kind of the thesis of a lot of this <laughs> oh and don't don't you, he texted me. Of course. Oh Don't my God. you know it? He texted me. It was like, so great to meet you. Uh, it's, it's always a shot. It's always those dates that get the follow-up text and the, like, let's let's hang out again. That was so wonderful. It's like, was I on another planet? Because yeah. I wasn't having Were any Were we fun. on the same date? Yeah. Were you there? Mm. And then what's your move there? And this kind of like segues generally into our next conversation, which is like, you're, you're dating, like you're dating vibes, mindset, everything. Do you so you get the text from him that's like, uh, it's so nice to meet you. Do you reply or is it just like night night? I'm done. No judgment on either. A man like that deserves to be ghosted. That's all I have to say. It's one of the weirdest people I've ever met. And like one of those things where you're like, did somebody write a script? Like, is this a movie? Because it's one of those just such absurd caricatures of a bad date. Well, we really like to kind of rehash these bad dates because ultimately you know, you survived it. Like, I've lived to guy tell. was an idiot. <laughs> you know, you've lived to tell. We're talking about it on a podcast. It's content. But just, you know, and this whole mindset of when we started this podcast, it was me going on more dates and trying to put myself out there. Like, go on more dates. Some of them will be really terrible, but they'll be good stories. And then keep pushing through, you know, if you're in a dating mindset the way I was. Well, I've decided 2020 is my year to find love. Like, yes. I put it out there. You know, I can't really say it's like a New Year's resolution because like I can't it's not like something I'm gonna like go to the gym every day. It's not something I can actively do. Like love happens when it happens. But yeah. I'm like, okay, 2020, like I'm gonna be less jaded, mm -hmm. less guarded, less closed off to love. I'm gonna be way more open and positive about it instead of being like, I'm never gonna find someone. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna find someone this year. Like I'm just being way more open and positive about it. Um, so that's that's 2020, my year for love. New year, new dates. I was about to say it. Uh, like that's our whole, yeah, that's our whole, we love resolutions. We love New Year's stuff. Like, obviously, this is, I think this is coming out at the end of January, but all of our episodes in Doesn't January matter. are like, we talk about New Year's. I I think both of Kimmy and my resolutions this year were similar. It's like setting setting a kind of like invitation <laughs> for like the vibes you want for the new year. Does anyone want to slap me? Are these words bad? I don't want to slap you. <laughs> I, You know what? Sometimes you've got to be, you know, in it. In the woo-woo. You're in L.A., actually. So that's there. Yes. There we go. And You're in L.A. True. Welcome to the good vibes. Um, OK, this was actually something I wanted to ask Molly. Mm -hmm. uh, so you were in Toronto and then you moved to L.A. a couple years ago. Yeah. Correct. So have you noticed a difference in dating in the two cities? Vastly different. I remember before I moved here hearing that the most unhappy singles in the world live in L.A. Hmm. And there was like a study done about it. And I was like, wow, great. <laughs> Super <laughs> excited to date in L.A. Um, and it's, man, it's so tough. I, not to be like cocky, but I used to be that girl, like from the time I was in my early teens, like I was the girl with all the guy friends. I always had guys crushing on me. I never had a problem finding a date. Like I kind of 
I was that friend every girl would turn to to be like, how should I reply to this text? Or like, what should I do with this guy? I was always the one that was good with guys and dating. Mm -hmm. And I remember two Christmases ago, I went back home to visit my friends and my family in Toronto. And I was sitting there having some drinks with friends in the living room. And one was in her first ever long-term relationship. The other had just gotten married and was pregnant. And we're sitting there and they're like, to be clear, the pregnant one wasn't having a drink. Uh, but we're sitting there <laughs> and uh, and they were like, isn't it funny that the one who never had a problem dating can't get a date and we're in love? And I was like, it's hilarious. And they were like being so patronizing. They're like, your time will come soon. And I was like, mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if I just used all my mojo up young and I'm just like washed up in my mid-20s. Like I have no more charisma left or something. Or uh, if it's LA. I'm not sure because for, you know, I knew I was going to be moving to LA for a while. So for a while there, when I was living in Toronto, I wasn't dating because I was like, I don't want to find love and then move six hour flight away to yeah. a new country. So for a while I wasn't dating. Um, and then I moved here and I was settling in and I went on a few dates, but it wasn't really priority. And it's kind of just been like, I've been living here for two years this month and yeah, dating is not going well been single for four and a half years and I honestly I can't hit five five will be in September and I can't do it well a not to be a contrarian but I think that like any amount of time is fine I don't know I was single my whole life like truly like I was the opposite of you I was going to my friend who was really good with like boys and being like yeah does he love me no uh but I mean I feel like it's there's so many differences one you're like building like a huge business and career and that takes up like dating takes energy and so does like I'm you know the work you do but also like it's I think it's harder to date in LA than New York not that I've dated in LA but from what we hear about yeah it just seems really hard it's really tough I, I think I've been and this is why I'm trying to be more positive and open in 2020 about love because I think I've been very closed off and giving myself a lot of reasons why I'm never going to find love. I'm like, okay, well, I'm disabled. And that adds mm -hmm. extra challenge with dating. You know, I'm always traveling with my business and that adds extra challenge. My business at this point in my life is going to be my priority. So that adds challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, I am successful and, uh, you know, as a woman and that's, there's always going to be guys that, you know, are turned off by that or intimidated by that. I have a strong, sassy, outgoing personality. And that's sometimes too much for people. I'm not like a kind of like classic beauty. I'm a little bit more like quirky and unique looking. So that might not be every guy's type. I'm like, I just give myself all this list of reasons. And I'm like, you know, I'm successful in the entertainment industry, which means there's going to be in this in this city guys that either want to use me or yeah. you know like I just keep giving myself all of these reasons and then anything that a guy has ever said or done to me that affirms those reasons I'm like see and I give validation to that yeah. but I never validate the things that don't tell me what I want to what I tell myself yeah so yeah. this year I'm like okay forget all of that you're valuable you're fun you know there is a great person I've had incredible boyfriends in the past like I will find that again so I'm trying to just break my own negative self-talk and be open. It's yeah. the stories we tell ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. I get, it's so cheesy, but until this podcast, I had been in, like, half relationships, tiny little short relationships, always, like, struggling to make the serious thing work and told myself a story that it was me. I was unlovable or whatever it was. And then it's so dumb, but for me, not for everyone, but going on all these dates and having kind of a podcast to hold me accountable is how I met my current boyfriend, my like most serious relationship of my entire life. I was 28 or 29 when I met him. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know, it's again, the woo woo LA, but it's the, if we can break down those stories that we tell ourselves in dating, it's so hard, but doing something to change that, just as you are, just yeah. thinking about it differently, whatever that is, I think it can shift that. Because I'm not worried about you for one second. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. you and that's what so much of our early episodes and not early like many of our episodes were about was like us going through we would talk about Kimmy's dates go back and and listen guys um <laughs> and and being like okay what you got went on this date like these were the thoughts you had I'm gonna sit here and like tell you why you were wrong from my comfortable place of like <laughs> of like <laughs> not putting myself out there um 
but it's true. It's like it's a thing of like it's so much easier to remember the insults than the compliments. Like those are the things that stick with you years later. And it's the same where it's like you build this evidence of like all the reasons you're unlovable when it's so obvious to everyone around you that you are. Like I feel like every woman does this to some extent and it's a, it sucks. It's a bummer. Yeah, I think it's right now I'm trying to remind myself like, yeah, a lot of my friends are getting married, getting engaged. They're at that point and I'm single. But also on the flip side, like I've built an incredible career and life for myself that a lot of them haven't had the opportunity to do. So, you know, we each chose a path and what was most important to us. And in having those conversations with my friends, like they're like, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to build a career because I got married and now I'm pregnant or having a baby and my career has to wait until, you know, I'm going to be in my 30s and my kids at school. And, you know, we've just kind of flipped our life around. You're doing that first and then later you'll settle down. So it kind of depends like what's most important to you or what comes, Mm -hmm. what happens to fall into your lap at that point in your life. And for me, the opportunity to build a career came into my life and for them, love came into their life. So that's what I'm trying to tell myself instead of being like, oh, like they found love and they're getting married and I'm going to be single forever. It's like, no, we just had different life paths. Totally. Mm -hmm. And also I feel like it's so important to to remember that we're always, I think everyone's always has a voice in the back of their head that's what, the, the voice of like what everyone around us expects. And, you know, obviously as women, it's like you grow up, there's the rom-coms, there's the princess movies. It's all like love is really, really fed to us. And I just love to remind everybody that like, like it does not have to be the first thing to lock in, you know, like I feel like it becomes the narrative for so many people. And the only reason I'm saying this is because this is how I have always been. It's like, what's wrong with me? I don't have a boyfriend, whatever. And it's, I was like, my mom's a super feminist and still it's just, it just gets into your head. It's hard. It's really hard to shed. Yeah. I've always been one of those girls who has been as happy single as I've been in relationships. I never, even though I always had a pretty easy time dating, I would usually go like a year and a half, two years between relationships. Like I valued being single and self-growth as much as I valued being in relationships and learning from that. Mm. So I think that's what was hard for me over the last year or two is all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't okay being single anymore. I was like, wait a second. Like I was always just as happy in a relationship and being single. And now all of a sudden I've been single for long enough and I want to find somebody and I can't. And I've never had that issue before. Like whenever I did want to find somebody, they were there. So I feel like maybe that was why I was always content, you know, being single because I knew ultimately if I did want to find somebody, I probably could. Mm. Um, so I never did have to find somebody because it would just end up falling into my lap where I was like, oh, the butterflies are there. It's the right person because I'm really not somebody who's willing to settle. Like unless the chemistry and the feeling in my tummy is there, I won't I can't do it. I can't force myself to like somebody. And I think as a blind person, I'm not really phased by like, oh, he's so good looking. I'll give him another chance because yeah. he's mm. so cute. And I'm like physically lusting after him i'm physically attracted or sexually attracted to him so even though the like chemistry in our conversation isn't there like that doesn't really phase me it takes longer Mm -hmm. it takes longer for me to feel sexual attraction and physical attraction to somebody um than it would for a sighted person going on dates Mm -hmm. so unless the actual chemistry of our conversation is there i can't force myself to be there you know so I think yeah. that's why, I don't know, I'm, now I'm just rambling. No, I think, yeah. no, I'm sure, you know, I uh, your YouTube videos, you're so transparent and open, but I think especially when it comes to dating, especially in today's world of apps, you know, how could someone maybe open their mind and be a little less ignorant when it comes to dating someone with a disability at all or who's blind? The reality is, um, I think both of my like longest term ex-boyfriends both said it to me after we broke up, both of them in their own way said, you know, dating you was no different. Like mm-hmm. you can't drive a car, but that's about it. Yeah. Like you were the same. And and I it's frustrating because as much as they both said that, they also both were told throughout our relationships and afterwards, like, wow, it was so good of you to Ugh. date her. Oh, like gosh. it was so good of you. Like it was a charitable thing. Like you don't stay with somebody for two and a half years for charitable work. Wait, you know, really? and I, Sorry. the reality is I add as much value as they do mm-hmm. and I have as many flaws as they do. So 
it's it's balanced, you know, um, but it just speaks to how society views people with disabilities, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to this day, you know, my ex and I, we were together for two and a half years. We broke up four and a half years ago. And to this day, he'll reach out and be like, I just want to thank you again for like making me the person I am because his entire career is because of me. He rehabs newly blind people. Wow. That's his mm-hmm. whole career is wow. occupational therapy working with uh, blind people and people with disabilities. So all the time he's like, thank you. You know, I I love my career and my life and I wouldn't have that if you hadn't shown me that that world. So yeah, Yeah. that's a value that I added to his life Mm -hmm. that nobody can take away, you know, but so the fact that people are like, so good of him. It's like, no, that's no. awful. That's oh, like no. what I he didn't want to hear. He snores, all right? <laughs> yeah. Listen. Also, like we say this all the time. It's like you bring what you bring and you find the person who likes what you bring. It's like yeah. that's, I think, ultimately what it's all about is like as much as you can bring yourself exactly as you are, like someone will like that or they won't. And if they don't like it, like, bye. And if they do like it, great. You know, it's like I, I feel like it is that simple, but it's weird. Yeah. I feel icky that anyone would say that. To yeah. Him what I really ex. hope is like people choose to date or not date me without my blindness being in that thought process. Yes. And right. I know, unfortunately, it's not for a lot of people, but that's always my goal. It's it's just one of many reasons I don't put the fact that I'm blind in my dating bios, mm-hmm. because I don't want the fact that I'm blind for good or bad to be the reason you give me a heart or an X. Totally. Yeah. Have you experienced any ickiness in like messaging about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I actually met my best friend in the whole world, Brayden, three and a half years ago because his family is before I was living in L.A. And his family ran an extreme sports camp for the blind called XMO. And they would teach blind people to do all sorts of extreme sports, including surfing. And I wanted to learn to surf because this guy named Matthew on a dating app when I told him we were talking about our love of sports and when I told him that I was blind, he immediately said, well, I can't date you then because I'll only date a girl that can surf and you can't surf because you're blind. And I wanted to learn to surf, not because I wanted to prove anything to him. Like he blocked me. It wasn't about that. It was proving to myself and to my followers that nobody but you gets to decide your own limitations and possibilities. Yeah. And so literally six six weeks later, I flew out to LA, met my best friend and learned how to surf. And, oh, I um, love that. Yeah. So, That's so cool. Did you post any surfing pics? Just in case he happens to. <laughs> I did. Not that it's about showing him anything, but. Also, like, he watching. lived in Ajax, Ontario. Like, nobody surfs there, anyways. Hmm. Also, like, plenty of girls can't surf just because they can't surf. Like, it's a very specific, right. difficult space. I cannot surf. And, like, <laughs> what, the, what the heck is, like, your dating, like, do's and don'ts or must haves? Like, most people's non negotiables don't include, like, eats crab doesn't do you know like yeah. it was yeah. so bizarre i was like that's really like that important to you that you yeah. can only date people who surf you're gonna have a hard time swiping in ajax ontario yeah in the winter but i've had guys say weird things too like i had one guy that was like when i told him he's like oh i really hope you're not joking and i was like what do you mean like yeah i'm not joking i'm blind and he was like good i like you better blind and I was like, Whoa. oh, God, creepy, creepy. Like, what does that even mean? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, my God. I got I just got actual goosebumps. I'm no, like, yeah. like it's rough out there. But then it's really rough out there. Uh, like, yeah. Come on. Like I have all the typical dating challenges of 2020, but with blindness on. top. Yeah. yeah. But 2020 New Year, new dates. No, sorry. I didn't year for not to steamroll. Well, I think that I mean, I don't know. I think that this is a good example of why Facebook dating is actually different and kind of cool. Like, because they are so, like, interest forward. Like, I think they're really, the product is really about coordinating date matches based on interests and not, you know, I don't know. It's very, I think it's very easy on apps, which I've never personally been on apps, but I have all, I had all the apps logged into my phone on Kimmy's profile, which was my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is very, like, do I like your face? (laughs) You know, like, I just feel like there's something about that that doesn't feel 2020 and so something cool i think about facebook dating in general is that they're like what are you interested in yeah i think in using facebook dating for the past like five weeks or so i feel like it's so different than any other app i've ever used in many ways first off previous to this i've i've tried to use 
pretty much all the different apps that are out there, mm -hmm. but only one was even close to being accessible enough for me to use it. So mm. that kind of sucked because everybody else would be like, oh, try this one, try this one. This one's been good for me. And I was like, I'm kind of stuck with one. Um, and so Facebook dating not only was accessible, but was even more accessible than that one previous. So that was really great because it's the only dating profile I've ever created start to finish on my own. Oh, mm. very cool. So that was really fun because it made me feel like very independent. And I feel like it's almost embarrassing, like sitting with your friends being like, should I say this? Should I say that? Like, they might judge you and be like, that's so cringy. Why are you saying something like that? So I was like able to secretly like sneaky do it on my own and do what I want to do uh, without fearing like my friend's judgments helping me create a profile. Um, but also the secret crush element oh, is like this, my favorite yeah, thing. We get excited about this. Not that I currently have a secret crush, but the ex that I was mentioning who I was with for two and a half years, he was my best friend for four years before we dated. Mm. So we went through that like super awkward phase of being like, does he like me? Does she like me? Like, what do we do? It was so uncomfortable. It was so stressful because he was always one of those friends that I would tell my friends, like, we're going to date one day. And I didn't even have a crush on him or like him at the time, but I just knew. Mm -hmm. It was just, oh, yeah. I was like, when we're both <laughs> single, we'll probably end up dating. And the time came, I was 19, he was 21. We were both single. And it was this awkward, like, we're texting a little bit more. We're getting a little more flirty. We like grab each other's arm a little oh, yeah. more. Like, you know, just like those little things. Hands touching. But like... it was like, yeah, it's so awkward, like trying to figure out, like, if one of us makes a move and it was the wrong move, that's like, four years of a best friend that's now going to be like yep. a bit yeah. awkward. And so if we had just had the secret crush feature where you can like submit your friend's name, but it won't show them that they also like that you like them unless they also submit your name, that would have been so convenient because I could have just been like plop his name in there. He would obviously, obviously now we know that he would have put my name in there and boom, it would have been revealed instead. I had to tell my friend, we was like three of us hanging out. Mm -hmm. So I like told my friend that I like him and he told her that he liked me. And then she was like, yeah, she likes you. Yeah, he likes you. Yeah, and you then like later the, like... that night, we finally had our first kiss and it was like, oh, okay, now we can talk about this. But literally like we're like adults and our friend is like, he likes you, she likes you. So if we had just had that, it would have been so much easier and so much quicker to just like cut to the chase and be like oh cool we both like each other yeah because yep. you're taking such a risk of like really blowing something up and like ruining something i have only dated friends i have my both like significant relationships i've had have i've had have been with friends and my current boyfriend i've known him for like 12 years i had a crush on him in college like fully i didn't know him very well but i just thought he was cute i kind of liked his vibe that was it but i and he actually, when we started, when we started, like when we got back in touch after a while, he actually Facebook messaged me. So it was all, all yep. Facebook related. But truly, I'm like, oh, I could have really potentially saved some time. Although apparently he didn't have a crush on me in college. So it wouldn't. <laughs> but at least I would have it would have been able I would have felt like I could do something rather than just being like, oh, like we're friends. We're well, hanging out. Even if out. they don't like you back, like even if they don't put you into secret crush. At least then you know and you can move on. Yeah, 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 totally. It's yeah, that's it is truly idea ideal really because they won't know. I'm really good moving on when I know somebody doesn't like me. Yeah, like when I know there's no chance of us being anything, I can like squash those feelings and move on. Yes, completely. It's easy, and it also makes you feel like you can take a step in some direction, which I feel like as someone who has had a lot of crushes on a lot of friends. Shout out to my friends who I've had crushes on. I feel <laughs> like it's nice. Sometimes it can feel like, oh, there's nothing I can do. It's nice to feel you can do something, yeah. you know. But in general, like, tell us a little bit about your experience on Facebook dating in general. Like, how do you feel like it's different? How, what are your, do you feel like the matches that are coming up, you're feeling? A couple things I thought were really interesting was that you can pick between quite a few more gender identities than I've seen mm. on other apps, which I really like because I have a lot of friends that are in the LGBTQ plus community. So even though it doesn't specifically affect me, like, you know, I identify as a woman, cis woman, like I appreciated that for my friends. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool when I started setting it up. I also appreciated that I could put like height because like yeah. I said, I'm four foot ten and a half and it surprises a lot of people when they meet me. Like they're like, oh, you look a lot taller like in your videos or in photos. So I kind of appreciate that I can be up front and be like, 
this is my height um, and put that on my profile. Um, and I also like being able to see other people's height because if a guy says he's like 6'4", I'm like, ooh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a yeah. little too much for me, you know? So I appreciated that aspect of it. I enjoyed having the prompt questions too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of, when you don't know what to do, it kind of gave you something to start with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of features, but probably for me, aside from the secret crush feature, the thing that I liked the most was some of the safety features that I saw that they had incorporated, um, specifically being able to message on Facebook any one of your friends to share your location and who you're with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, like as a disabled woman, you know, 90% of disabled women are raped and sexually assaulted. That oh is the gosh. reality that I, as I a disabled woman, live with. It's Jeez. terrifying. That's yeah. very terrifying. Um, and those who are blind and deaf are at most risk. So I fall into that category, oh of course. And so being able to be safe, which is why I said, like, sometimes I'll have my mom sit on the other side of Starbucks or I'll have my assistant guide me in. Like, yeah. I do as many things as I can to make sure I'm being safe. Um, so having that feature is like one more extra layer of safety for me that I've never seen on any other app. Yeah. Yep. In so many ways, I feel like the features of Facebook dating feel correct for 2020. It, they're thinking about stuff like safety, like, you know, gender identity and expression. And also just and this is so basic. It feels, you know, like a huge blanket statement, but that they are interests forward. Oh, cheers, dude, <laughs> Another cheers. I love it. Bonus, Bonus cheers. cheers. Um, Have I mentioned I'm blind? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start incorporating bonus cheers into the middle of the episode. Yeah, I like, um, I I like, like it, it too. Uh, but I feel like the the idea of pairing people based on activities, groups, like events they want to go to, it's insane that other people aren't doing that. Like that feels like a thing that we should all be focused on instead of It this... feels like kind of the most important thing when yeah. it comes yeah. to finding. Like to me, it feels like, an app that's actually taking into consideration people who want real relationships, not people who just want to have that like more hookup, short term, short term dating culture. And as somebody who is looking for a real significant relationship, I appreciated that. Yeah, I feel like even when I was on dating apps, it would be Oftentimes the person I thought just based on like stats and pictures was going to be the person I'd be most attracted to on the first date if our interests didn't align felt like deflated like because I was looking for a relationship. I don't know what I was looking for, but I think ultimately I was and ended up, you know, you don't have to have every interest in common, but it's really cool to me that like I could have been at a concert, let's say, that I responded yes to on Facebook and I could have a meet cute either there or after the fact or just have something to talk about with one of my matches on Facebook dating. It just feels those are the things that end up mattering, especially if you're looking for a relationship, not just a one night thing. To me, it feels like when I was setting up the profile because there was kind of more I had to do to set it up than a lot of the other apps, it kind of felt like most people who are maybe just looking for hookups wouldn't go through the effort. Yeah, you know? fair. So that was kind of comforting to me. Also, though, I recently posted that I was using Facebook dating and one of my followers said that she found her boyfriend a few months ago on Facebook dating and has never been happier. Oh. So I was like, yes, hope for 2020 Facebook <laughs> dating. So that was reassuring. That's exciting. Yeah. That's very exciting, especially because I think it's a growing newer platform that, yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing. I also feel like it's like kind of a fresh pool. Yeah. Because if you've used over the years, like all the same apps over and over again, you kind of like you, you, you make the profile, you swipe, you delete when you're discouraged few months later you start again and you end up finding the same people yep you know and you're like oh yep we still got the same pool going yeah. so it kind of felt like i had like a fresh group of people to to look through yeah and how do you feel about it being a built-in feature of the facebook app i feel like there's some stigmas you know it depends on who's dating and for what reasons around like i'm deleting the apps then i'm re-downloading the apps versus just having it there and you couldn't turn it on or turn it off for yeah it made it it, it makes it easier yeah because you're kind of just like on your facebook app already and you kind of just like click through notifications messages dating like it's kind of there, there's less stigma because it's it's like it's not like oh you chose to download that app and it's on your home page right it's like 
people can be on your Facebook and they wouldn't necessarily know that you had set up the profile because it just happens to be there like it is on everybody else's Facebook app, you know? Yeah. Um, And I also feel like it's one of those things that it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's less stigma. It's just kind of there for everybody, whether you choose to like set up the profile or not, but also like your friends don't see whether you've set up your profile or not. They've mm-hmm. kind of safeguarded you that way. They're not like showing you your friends unless you do put them into secret crush and unlock that. Your friends aren't going to know. They're not going to come across you. Yeah. Yeah. We got so many questions about that. And I completely understand not wanting Especially like, like colleagues or something. I like that you can yeah. submit names of people you don't want showing up. Yeah. Yeah. In your Facebook dating while you're swiping. Totally. Get those colleagues out. Get mm-hmm. those cousins out. Don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, I feel Please like it's your cousins. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm never going to say the word cousins again on this podcast. Um, but I think that it's it's cool to have. I feel like Facebook is already a thing that people are using to connect. Like we shout out to our secret Facebook group. All, all, oh, yeah. A lot of our listeners are in our secret Facebook group venting about dating already it's i think a lovely beautiful oh, I need to sa- join please, oh, do. Yeah. please join i think it's a lovely beautiful safe space on the internet like people are really cool respectful and it's also you know people go on there and they're like hey like i just had a horrible date i just need someone to tell me it's gonna be okay and everyone's like it's gonna be okay and also like asking questions and um and commiserating or celebrating the different feelings yep. around dating <laughs> but i really think facebook is already a platform where people are used to connecting And it feels like a logical step to then be like, okay, let's find someone who I can go drink wine and eat a meal with and see if we like each other. And then if it doesn't go well, you can hop right over on the app to our Facebook group and And talk about it. Yeah, it feels just and you can probably speak to this. I'm sure your DMs are flooded all the time, but it feels like a more curated sliding into a DM, like a better version of that somehow. Yeah, you could the secret crush feature maybe more so my uh my dms are sad to be honest well i mean they're <laughs> sweet it's like just a lot of girls oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like i'm like all my friends are like oh guys must like hit you up in the dms on instagram all the time like no <laughs> like i don't know who this happens to but it does not happen to me so yeah it's you know that that hope is gone guys, so i needed a slide into her dms so, no, i'm just kidding. <laughs> we both into the dms so do you have any after so so you've been on this platform like you said for 5 weeks you've been trying it out do you have any tips for anyone on how to maybe get better matches so rsvp to event rsvp to yes, a bunch of stuff because then if you like end up matching with somebody who's also going to that event it's like a low pressure first date yeah it's not like oh we're both going to the beach in santa monica for like a photo meetup great we'll like both be there so it's not like pressure pressure we're going on an official date it's like hey we actually are just both interested in this thing and said we're going so maybe we can like chat and hang out while we're there totally or like we're both going to this concert let's get a snack beforehand or whatever or after or whatever you want to do and you don't even have to commit to the like i feel like concerts and events can be tricky first dates when you don't know someone especially if you're meeting them you know, yeah, you haven't met them in real life before, but if you can tag something onto it and then if it's going well, mingle your friends at the concert or whatever. I don't know. That's the most appealing part to me. I'm obsessed with the events feature. I really would have used it like to my advantage. Well, I feel like it's in, especially in, because I live in New York, it can be hard to meet people in the wild, obviously everywhere. But I think in New York, there's always so much going on. It's an easier way to kind of feel like you're meeting in the wild you know by RCPing to something being like oh we're both going to be at this thing anyway like let's meet there or meet after or meet before whatever you know I feel like it's a cool way to bring I think a lot of the Facebook dating features brings back some of the naturalness of dating that happened before there were apps right they're mm-hmm. like oh we met at a bar story yeah it's kind of like well we we did meet at this thing we both happened to rsvp too but only knew about because we we're on the facebook dating app yeah. like you know it kind of brings back reality of 2020 like, like we hit it off because we both love these things like i feel like that's how it happened for our parents and grandparents whatever like we like the same stuff <laughs> you know like that's how it used to be and now Not like, oh, I liked your body. Yeah. yeah. Your pro- photo on your yeah. profile. Which is yeah. what so many apps have kind of become. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Absolutely. you had a sailboat pick. This is me nagging Kimmy. Like, I, know. She really I used to be like, oh, these boys with sailboat sailboats. Picks. And then we were like, cut that out. Boys with sailboats in their photos. Bad, bad idea. <laughs> really? That's so funny because I used to always get ones of guys with fish. Oh, we, <laughs> yeah. Fish. And I was you like, know? what are you doing holding a fish, sir? 
That yeah. might have been the Canadian because Kimmy and I are also both from New England originally. Like maybe holding a fish is the Canadian equivalent of a New England sailboat pick. You know, you we, know? I, we did some poll of listeners and there were so like, what are your pet peeves? And the fish photo was a really fish high photo. up there. I'm yes, like, it's a bizarre thing. Yeah. And people who pose with a dog that's not theirs. I'm like, don't trick me into oh, liking yeah. you because your friend has a dog. Oh, yeah, yes. not, you've got a dog. You have to, to own use that dog. dog photo. Yeah, you've got I agree. Own the dog to use the dog in yes. the photo. Yeah, and then use the dog liberally. Mm-hmm. But put him in every photo. You know, <laughs> Honestly, like that. Just put the dog up there. That's, no, just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. Also, like it. I don't like when people have like kids in their photos. Like, if it's not your kid, don't scare me. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, I I want to know if you do have children because I'm not in that place in my life to take that on as a stepmom. But like, don't scare me if it's your niece, you know? Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a like weirder version of putting the dog that's not yours, the kid that's, the kid not, that's yours. not yours. Like, I'm like, okay, step too far. This is weird. Yeah. Also, that kid doesn't need to be on, you a know, everyone's radar. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Very strange. Or people who every photo is them with friends. I'm like, which yeah. one who are, are you? are you? Which you're the unattractive one. Or yeah, yeah. And I mean that's even if they aren't, that's what your mind yeah, goes to. It's yeah. like it can't you can't be that hot one in the yeah, middle. Yeah, I'm not because... giving myself the benefit of the doubt. Like it's the hottest one. <laughs> or then you gotta you have to do like the mental math of like okay, I'm gonna look at these six people and the next six. Who is the same? But I also my biggest pet peeve ever: put your shirt on. I don't. I <laughs> I don't shirtless. Or if your shirt's off, don't be taking the photo of yourself in the mirror. Yes. Like, yeah. if it happens to be, like, candid at the beach, yes. fine. But if totally. you're, like, at the gym holding a weight in your hand and taking the photo, flexing your six-pack, like, get out of here. Or in you your know. own bathroom doing it, which is even worse. I just feel generally, like, put your put your shirt on. And, like, put something in your bio. If yes. your bio is blank, that's an automatic no for me. Yeah, like, I... I'm not here just for your photos. If you couldn't put em- enough effort in to write something yeah. in the bio... It's a no. Yes. And that's why I like that on Facebook dating, they have like prompt questions for people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you don't know what to put, we're asking you what your favorite book is or something yeah. like that. Yeah. We got to know something about you. It's not. Yeah. It's not um, all just face, face, face. Yeah. And again, the questions so much easier than trying to be clever just with a blank slate. I, I personally need a question to be at all, you know witty or whatever I'm trying to be on a dating. Completely. App. I'm like very much not a message them first person mm. i can't do it i i freeze up i like i'm like i can't do it i can't write them first i so i 100 i'm that girl who just like waits for every guy to message me first and if they don't message me i'm like cool yeah they weren't interested next what are your feelings on opening lines do you like a line that's like a little bit uh smooth or or are you like hey how are you i love good funny banter great mm-hmm. like if we can be joking about our wedding through the first couple of texts like i'm into that yeah, yeah. It shows me like your personality that you're like funny and cute and witty and you're not like afraid to have fun right off the bat. And then we can go from there into the serious thing. Yeah. 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 We love opening lines. Like w- like we both talk about opening lines a lot. And yep. uh, yeah, it's it's always I feel like a good if someone has a good opening line that's not too cheesy then I think it shows that they've put some thought into it. Yeah. I like, really care? can't stand the like, hey, beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah, like, that point, just say hey. Honestly, yeah. that feels counterintuitive. Hey, gorgeous. Totally. I'm like, mm. I'd totally rather have a yeah. hey. How was your day? It's generic, but it's not weird. It's not like schmoozy. Yeah. Like, I met this guy at a Christmas party um, a few months, obviously a few months ago, back in December, mm-hmm. and he was just laying it on so thick. Like at one point, keep in mind we live in LA. Okay, some of those beautiful women in the world are in this city. And I'm like aware that I'm probably like, I'm probably like a normal seven in LA five. You know, that's where I sit myself. <laughs> like we all go down a little in LA. Oh, for sure. And I mean, not. I'm talking about myself. It is rough like, here. We all go down a few. And so, you know, I'm like aware of where I sit in the LA one to 10 scheme. And he's like, you're like a 13 out of 10. And I was like, ew, like get out of here. Like who? are you nobody says that number one but also like that's just so clearly a lie to try to like get me to fall for you it's just too schmoozy yeah yeah you're laying it on too thick yeah take take it back a few notches if you actually want me to buy what you're selling i feel like the biggest takeaway here is that i really think the product makes sense it feels like you as someone using it feels like it makes sense i'm excited about it i needed something fresh yeah i was like getting really like i said in 2019 i was discouraged 
I was over it. I was feeling really negative about dating. I feel like 2020, I'm going into it. I'm like, brand new app, brand new opportunity. It's my year for love. I'm just feeling so much more renewed and fresh. Yeah, it's new new year, new dates. I'm going to keep saying it. Just judge me. But just we kind of anticipated or not anticipated, like offered some really easy resolutions and trying to date in a new way. And Facebook dating is a really easy way to do that. There is you one go. Thing. New way. It's right there. Just one new Boom. way of dating. Do it. Try it. Molly, thank you so much. This has been lovely. Thanks our for letting me like set. vent and ramble about uh, dating. No, that is thank you for sharing. the purpose of our <laughs> podcast. Um, Tell everyone where they can find you. On Instagram, it's just at Molly Burke Official, M-O-L-L-Y-B-U-R-K-E Official. And then, you know, honestly, this is what I tell people. I'm like, if you forget my last name, just search Molly Blind <laughs> and I will pop up. I promise I'm like pretty much the only one. So just YouTube, like Molly Blind. I'm there. We'll yeah, YouTube.com you. Molly Burke Official. I tried to keep it easy. It's pretty much Molly Burke Official on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then it wouldn't fit on Twitter. So it's like Molly B Official. We will link all of them so you can follow. You must follow. I'm giving orders now, but if you this- want more <laughs> dating content where I vent and share my stories, I do that. So if you want even more dating content with venting and story sharing, please follow us at 51 First Dates Pod. And uh, you can check out all of our content there, wherever you find your podcasts, etc. And again, thank you to Facebook for sponsoring this episode. If you have not used Facebook dating yet, you should check it out. It is a built-in feature found in your Facebook app that makes it easier to find love through what you like, as we discussed, and helps you start meaningful relationships through common interests, events, and groups. Highly recommend you check it out. Give it a try. Let us know what you think. We have a link in the show notes so you can click there, set it up, and t- like tell us how it is for you. Completely. And in the meantime, go on a Facebook date. Yeah, go on a Facebook date. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.